Today is Friday, May 28th, and we are back with another episode. It's episode four. And if you guys were here in the last episode, you guys were able to hear from me, Sonia Fontelis, on the interns process. But today we are here with Lily again, um, just to touch on informational things about marketing. So entering school or entering the internship I feel like I had my own ideas about marketing, but I know marketing is a deeper realm. So um, I know I knew that marketing was, marketing had to do with people. It had to do with maybe selling a product. Um, it had to do with you speaking to different people from maybe that aren't even in your aren't even in your area marketing can become so broad whether it's a product whether it's on social media whether it's in a store um so Lily I just wanted to ask you because you are working in this field what before you started marketing what did you feel marketing was I kind of thought the same as you. I saw marketing as like, okay, it's a cool commercial. It's a cool um, ad that's somewhere. I didn't think as deeply into what marketing could be until I actually got into the field. Um, I think you can always study marketing. Like you can go to school, get a degree in it, but you won't ever really know what it's like until you start doing it. Um, especially like when you work in a corporate setting, you might be working on a certain type of marketing but then you end up probably like dipping and dabbling into other parts just because of the nature of the job. Um, and I was, I think I just learned the parts of marketing just because when I was in marketing, I would have to work with other marketers who were doing certain things. So I started to learn like, okay, so what I'm doing isn't the only way to market. There's so many other ways. Like um, most of my mark, a lot of my marketing experiences in events marketing, and that's completely different than something like acquisition marketing, which is like bringing on new clients and customers and working on the client experience and what the marketing looks like for new people and bringing on because it's acquisition. Events marketing obviously is marketing people through the creation of events and producing. So um, anyone who's looking to get into the marketing field, um, just be aware that the the glitz and glam of what you think marketing is, isn't the only thing. It takes a lot of work, there's a lot of data, and there's so many different avenues that you can find. Um, and I don't think you'll really know what part is the best for you until you start working in the field and start thinking about what you really like doing. Understood. So what would you say for people who have maybe small businesses um, that are working on maybe they're following or working on how they can draw more attention to their product. What would you say? Uh, and I think that would maybe fit in social media marketing. What would you say is the best way to go about something like that? Because that is totally different than the two that you just said. Yeah, I think um, when you're in, as a small business, you're kind of like the overall marketer for almost every type of marketing. So while social media is going to play a big part just because social media does play a big part in marketing now in, two, in the 2000, what are we, 2021? So yeah, now 2021, social media plays such a big 
part in people's marketing uh, strategies, but there's still other parts. Like you have to know email marketing because while social media is great, social media can go away. You don't necessarily own the platform. You don't own Instagram. You don't own Twitter. If they decide we don't want to do Instagram anymore, that's it. How are you going to keep marketing to them? Um, I always tell people or I always think of email marketing because email is almost like having someone's phone number at this point. So if you have their email and social media goes away or it's Instagram is down for the day or if your website is down, you still have their emails where you can send them an email and still keep marketing to them that way. Um, even still product marketing, if you sell a physical product or even like a service that's a product, you need to figure out what the design of that product looks like and how you talk about it. That's still something that you need to know. Um, and even uh, when you're looking at branding, branding is a part of marketing where that's how you show up. What is your um, logo look like? How does your logo read to other people? When you're talking on Instagram, what's the language that you're speaking? What's your brand's um, language? Because some, some people have like very stuffy brands that might sound very corporate, or some people might have more fun brands that sound just like talking to your friend next door. So you have to have a brand voice and that goes into your brand marketing. So there's a lot of different parts of marketing, like the whole gamut of marketing that feeds into being a small business. I think people don't see it that way just because usually small businesses don't have like a full-fledged marketing team where people are working on specific things. Like there's one person working on, there's a team working on product, there's a team working on acquisition, there's a team working on branding, there's a team working on like the analytics and agile marketing, there's a team working on um, maybe event marketing, there's maybe people who are working on behavioral marketing. There's all these different parts that people end up doing when they're a small business owner and they don't even realize that they're doing it. So um, there's a lot that goes into marketing for yourself as a small business owner because you usually it's only you and maybe somebody else. So um, I think all the parts of marketing are super important for a small business owner, especially because you're probably gonna have to know a lot of it just because you're the only one and it's usually like a one man or one woman show. I definitely agree with what you're saying because I feel like that was me with entering BGM. So mm -hmm. trying to adjust to what was the vibe of the page? How did people relate to it? Was it more fixed and was it, you know, a proper language? Or I see that we follow other people who so are- We are following other people who are not really- as proper um, on the page. We follow other pages who are more fun, who are more comfortable. They talk about real life issues that are going on right now. They use slang, but it works for them because they're relating to a, certain, a particular audience. And right. I was trying to figure out if, okay, do I speak? In what way do I speak on this page that will get us the views, that will get us the more followers? And in the beginning, I felt like it was hard because I, I wasn't in BGM before. But what I realized is people like things that keep them going every day. People mm -hmm. like to come on a page and know that I was having a bad day, but I know when I, I click on this, it's going to give me some motivation. It's going to boost my energy. So I try to uh, write things or that are motivational to people that make them feel like, you know, well, this is the end of the week and maybe this week was a bad week for you, but there's always tomorrow and there's always the next week, you know, and no mistake is a bad mistake or nothing you did this week 
didn't go unnoticed. Maybe you just have to put in a little bit more. Um, yeah, and I, and that, I don't even think you realize you were doing behavioral marketing. You were doing something and then you kind of saw right. how are people reacting to this? Do they like this? And then once you see what they like, you're giving them exactly what they want. So I don't even think you realized that you were doing it, but you were. Right. So I realized people commenting like, oh, I needed to see this today. And I needed, mm -hmm. and I realized also too, in marketing, you have to be very patient because mm. just because you got 10 views and somebody got a hundred views, maybe one or two people out of those 10 viewers are some, are people that can be beneficial to your brand. And that one person looking at what you did can, you know, hit you up and then you never know your your brand or whatever you're trying to do can skyrocket because of who that person is. So I feel like in marketing too, people shouldn't focus on, you know, well, this person has 100K followers and we only have 797. And it's like, okay, you know, but if we're still making the impact that that will keep you going, it's not really about the numbers. It is about the numbers because of course you want things to elevate, but if I feel like it's more about quality than quantity. Once you're getting to people and you know that they're tuning in and you'll have the same support every time, I think that's most important um, as well. Yeah, um, you but, definitely bring up a good point about numbers because like even uh, if someone has a million followers, how many people are really engaging with what they're doing? Are people commenting on their posts? If you have a million followers and have like three comments on your post, how is that engagement? How is that even making an impact? But if we have our little maybe 300, 400 followers, but you get like tons of comments, that means you're actually making an impact and hitting something. So it's not necessarily the follower number at this point is sometimes a vanity metric just because you can buy followers now, but you got to get the engagement with those followers. So if someone can make like a turnaround and let's say they do some conversion of, okay, I post this link in my bio and a ton of people click it from my 300 followers. But if you post a link in a bio of somebody with a million followers and barely anyone clicks it, that doesn't help a company at all. So it's definitely um, interesting to see that. Yes, very important. So now that we're talking about uh, engagement, how would you feel marketing can be effective with engagement? And that's engagement on social media and in person. And which do you feel is more impactful? Hmm. I tend to notice that the when we're looking at social media, the accounts that get the most engagement are usually people who are real. And what I mean by real is that I think sometimes people have like a super curated um, Instagram and they feel like having the right colors and right having everything is going to be what's going to take it off for them. But then there's people who just post uh genuinely and they just post whatever they are feeling that day and they get a ton of engagement it's only because people like people that they can relate to if you look at a lot of the businesses like especially small businesses that have um like a good following and they have a lot of people who just buy their products just because it's because they like the person behind the product they like the brand of the product so when we're thinking about how people engage and why they engage, they most likely engage because of the brand and who the brand is. They like the brand voice. They like the person behind the brand. So um, I think it's super important for people when they are thinking about engagement, regardless of whether it's on social media or even on their website or via email, what are they coming to you for? What are they 
what what's going to keep them engaged is it you is it your personality do they just like the products do they like that maybe you don't have a face of the brand and you just post stuff and they just follow it or do they like because they like you they like your clothes they like your outfits they like your hair and they just tend to buy your stuff because they are invested in you so i think it's super important to when you're thinking about engagement think about why people are engaging with you and when you figure out why they're engaging with you just kind of focus and kind of hone in on that. I think that's a very great point that you make because even me being on Instagram now, um, brand ambassadors are great ways for brands to make money mm -hmm. because like the person behind the product, maybe the product isn't even making a, a lot of money, but if there are young girls, young YouTube influencers, and we see them wearing it and we like them, now it's like, okay, I want to go buy it too because they have it on. Or I want to go buy it too because how they made the outfit look, you know? Um, also too, mm -hmm. thinking about how rigid, people feel like their, their content needs to be so rigid and fixed. Um, I think that's very important too, because I remember when I was saying, oh, I wanted to make a blog, but I was thinking that it needed to be perfect. Oh, my colors have to match. Oh, my this have to this. And it's like, the more real you are and the more authentic you are, for example, like if you're sitting in your living room and you're just talking, you're in the comfort of your home, but if what you're saying and your personality and your representation is good, people will watch it. But if everything is so fixed, then you feel like it's so perfect. I mean, it works for some people, but then sometimes in certain situations, it doesn't. Sometimes you just have to do it and you just have to wing it. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you tweak some things, but being hard on yourself about content and how it has to look and this and that, I feel like, you know, because there's some people who just sit down and probably like have the whole sitting on the couch or the mukbang setup and they're talking yeah. about real things and everybody's so interested and you're like what are you so interested about this person is just sitting and eating food but it's like what they're saying they're funny you know so it's a little things like that that gets um I feel like your audience going and then at that point you have an authentic and genuine crowd and you know they will always support you so right yeah I feel like that is um, very important. Um, but as far as like me and looking into, or any young person looking into marketing, how do you feel like a young Black woman can be beneficial in the marketing world? So what do you feel is important for a Black woman to bring to the table? Um. That's a good question. And I think that's probably the basis of why I started Black Girls Market, only because I think Black women in general are always the trendsetters, always ahead of the curve, always creating and innovating. And we're a lot of what goes on in marketing is stuff that was created by us or to emulate what we do. And I think a lot of young Black girls who are looking to get into marketing need to realize that we are the people who kind of set the trends. We are the people who do all this stuff. So don't really second guess what you're doing because a lot of what you're doing is what people are like dying for, is what they're clamoring for. Like how many years ago people, who was wearing cornrows really? Like let's say 10 years ago. Not everybody was about that. 
Right, like, but we, that's what we grow up on. We, and then when you have the girls who maybe braid the cornrows a little bit differently, maybe they do a little zigzag part. Now everybody wants to do it. Trendsetters, that's what, that's what I think is in our DNA for black women to really be the trendsetters. And um, when it comes to marketing, I think a lot of these organizations and companies, they hire us because they know we have that. We have the foresight. We can kind of see what's going to be popping in the next year. We can see what's popping in the next three years. Um, and when we execute things, there's a way that we do it that's just unmatched. So I think when, we're, when I'm thinking about younger black girls going into this space, I think you need to just like own your power of being a black woman in marketing because people are, are dying to be you. Um, because what we do is what everybody wants. So really take that power in being a black woman in marketing, no matter how um, male dominated is, how many, how many white people might be in the space. Even though we are underrepresented, a lot of the things we do, a lot of the things that are trending in marketing is because of us. So I think just need to take that power and just be like, well, I'm a black woman. These are the trends that I set just by being myself and I can just own that power and run with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Being confident in who you are and what we stand for, um, definitely. Because when you said that we started trends before they were even a trend, that's like, that was our way of life. Cornrows were protective styles right. for anything. I remember being a young girl wearing protective styles and having my beads in my hair that these things been a thing for us. It's our lifestyle. So now when Kim K does it or Kylie Jenner does it, it's like, it blows up, but you know, really and truly Alicia Keys and all these people were already wearing braids in their videos, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like definitely being confident in who we are and not letting people steal things that are our lifestyle from us. Um, and with that being said, I definitely, came up with an idea of having a vision board party. So anybody who is tuning into this podcast, you are definitely free to join us. And it's just basically to encourage young Black women, such as myself, to feel like your dreams are in silence and your goals are in silence. Taking, taking in all the information that we have given from these podcasts and if making you feel like whether you have a long-term goal and whether you have a short-term goal, you're getting all the information you need from here to put it into perspective. So definitely we will be giving more information on our page um, for you guys to tune into our vision board party and for everybody to just feel included and for us to uplift ourselves because we are the future. And like you said before, we've been setting the trends. So let's continue setting trends. Let's continue being influential. So thank you, Lily, for this podcast. Thank you for the information. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye.